What's up, everybody? I hope everybody had a great week. Like most episodes, I'm starting off with Inskeep's turnovers. Mistakes made throughout the sports world or mistakes I've made. I'm going to start off with one of mine. I remember when I got settled in my new area that I'm living in now. Um, I told you guys Monday, Wednesday, Friday is when I would do episodes. And I'd be posted later that evening or the next morning. And I maybe followed up on that for maybe three weeks out of the two or three months I've been here. Two months. About about two months. Um, and I haven't. So, I'm no longer going to promise on what days I'll do them. But let's go back to what my Spotify description says. Or any description. I forgot the way I set it up. How I set it up. I remember I had a manager. And this manager was probably the worst bosses I've ever had. But if there's one thing I could take away that I learned from him, is stop setting unnecessary expectations on yourself. And I would set expectations like, oh, I'll show up early, oh, I'll stay late. Uh, boss, I won't be there until, and this is me saying this, boss, I won't be there until my scheduled time, sorry, I'm just worn out. Or, ah, oh, boss, I was going to stay late, but I don't feel like it, I want to go watch football. Stuff like that. Stop setting unnecessary expectations on yourself. I did that. And this guy did that. Lincoln Riley. Great head coach for the Oklahoma Sooners. Past few years. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Spencer Rattler. That didn't work out. Who did he find? Caleb Williams. It was 37-7 in the Big 12 from the time he was there. And after their latest game against Oklahoma State, heartbreaking loss, he goes and tells them he's accepted the open position at USC. Guy can't hang in the Big 12. He should hang in the pick. Pac-12 will do just fine. Just bailed out of the SEC four years before. Five years before. Four years. Yeah. Yeah. Four years. Brian Kelly bailed out of Notre Dame. Now he's at an LSU. He's going to a harder conference. He didn't bail out of anything. Bailing, biting, what's the difference? How about an NHL bite? No, I'm not going to play an audio bite. Talking about the Los Angeles Kings, Brandon Lameau. Hope I said that right. Ottawa Senators. Can't even pronounce that name. I'm not going to. Got into a bit of a scuffle last week. And Brandon Lameau is suspended five games for pulling a Mike Tyson. Yes, he bit an Ottawa Senators player. No, I will not even attempt to say his name. That's a turnover-worthy segment right there. About the MLB lockout over the new collective bargaining collective bargaining agreement, or over the collective, you get my point. <laughs> the main issue here is the service time structure. If you're not aware of what that is, service time is not included in the minors. I don't believe it's only included in the majors. So if you're in the minors for four years, then you go to the majors for ten. You're technically there for fourteen years. But after being in the majors for six years, that doesn't count as ten years. You see what I'm putting out here? Because after ten years, you can go wherever you please in free agency. Or go wherever you please and... It's hard to explain. All this gives me a headache. It's not hard to explain, but... Trying to dumb it down. It's these, the, all these lockouts in sports. NFL, MLB, NHL. Whenever there's a lockout, it just makes me mad. It's basically... You guys have seen The Office, right? Whoever's watched The Office, the surplus episode when Michael Scott asks Oscar Martinez 
to explain a surplus to him like he's five years old. Billionaires and millionaires are fighting. They're arm wrestling. That's what they're doing right now. Billionaires and millionaires are arguing over how to make more money or less money or better money. However you want to put it, these things kind of piss me off. How about some more things that piss me off? Proposed MLB playoff expansion. I'm going to read these to you. 14 teams, 7 from each league. That's cool. Best record in the American League and the National League gets a bye. That's cool. Higher-seeded teams host all three wildcard games. That's cool. Remaining division winners pick their wildcard wildcard opponent, which right now, that is one of the rules when it comes to tiebreakers in the wildcard. And I'm just going to say, you don't pick your opponent. If there's a tiebreaker, go down the list to see what other things you can go for, go from, like winning percentage on the road or at home, whoever has the best winning percentage on at home, gets home, whatever, right? But this isn't going to grandma's house and picking which action figure you want to play with or which chair you want to sit at at lunchtime or a seat you want to sit at at Thanksgiving. This isn't that. This is the MLB playoffs. You do not pick teams. There's no picking. We're not going to cherry pick opponents. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. The childish, childish, most childish thing I've ever thought of. Ever seen, sorry. And slightly before I saw this, I saw NFL rule changes to immediately improve the game, or ideas on NFL memes. No, these aren't official. This is nothing that... Roger Goodell has come out and said, oh, we're going over these. No, this is it's just something NFL memes posted. Some of these I agree with. Actually, most of them I agree with. Taunting is not only allowed, it's encouraged. I think it should be allowed. I don't know why it has to be encouraged. I mean, some people want to taunt. Some people just want to go on the next play. It's whatever. No ties. Play until there's a winner. I don't think they should play until there's a winner, but there should be some sort of limit. Maybe make it college rule style. Maybe make it at least a full quarter. Of football, an extra quarter, basically an extra quarter, a fifth quarter, 15 minutes, three timeouts, a full quarter. Play until it's over. No. Okay, so say the Chiefs and Broncos are tied Sunday night, 20 to 20, and goes into overtime, and the Chiefs just go off and score 20 points in that one quarter. The final score is 40 to 20. There's no, oh, Chiefs scored a touchdown, game over. Broncos scored a touchdown, game over. Yeah, nothing like that. Just play until that quarter is over. That's my favorite. But the college ruling works. Playing until there's a winner could work, but it would just kind of get overdone. Um, Here's this one. This is kind of like a CFL style, if you guys know what a Roach kick is or a Raj kick is in the CFL. Kicks that go through the uprights on kickoffs are worth one point. I like that a lot. This one I don't like. This is from NCAA. I don't like this at all. Play until the whistle blows. Not where you fall. This isn't. Again, this isn't Grandma's house where you fall down. You're like, Grandma, help me. No, that's not how it works. Players are down where they fall, not where they are first hit. Again, I don't agree, I don't agree with that whatsoever. Team celebrations after touchdowns are mandatory. That's not even mandatory, but it'd be, it'd be pretty entertaining. But There's no reason for it to be mandatory. This one I kind of agree with. I kind of don't. QBs don't get credit for yards after the catch by a wide receiver. Very interesting. Not a big fan of it. 
Not a big fan of it at all. Um, however, when it comes to changing the game and making it more interesting, it definitely changes the game drastically and it makes it a lot more interesting. I, I could get behind it, but... Now, here's where something you want to steal from baseball, who's kind of a mess right now. Instead of quarterbacks, wide receivers get charged with interceptions if ball hits them in the hands. That would be called an error. So give wide receivers errors. So if Patrick Mahomes, you've seen it plenty of these times this year, throws it to Tyreek Hill, Tyreek drops it or bounces out of his hands, it's an interception. That would be an error on Tyreek Hill. He should have three this year. Travis Kelsey should have one. How about one more to end off? I'm not even going to dive into it. I'm just going to say it. LeBron James, due to COVID protocols, will be out for, I did not see how long. But I just wanted to point that out there. Ha ha, LA. And Skeep's reactions and reports coming up next. everyone enjoyed that intro song at the beginning real classic so a bit of insight on that anchor the app i use for these podcasts has a spotify link for audio options and let you put in whatever song you want however if i do that it only posts to spotify so it's something i'm trying out for this episode and see where it goes from there yeah we'll see kind of where that takes me but just kind of picking random songs as I go. We'll see what happens. Anyways, reactions to reports. I kind of want to react to Hawkeye's first three episodes on Disney Plus, the new Marvel TV show, part of Phase Four of Marvel, um, the MCU cin- cinematic universe, Marvel cinematic universe. Sorry, uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but it is pretty damn good. <laughs> uh, I think it's the best one they've done. Um, I thought WandaVision was pretty good, but the first three episodes were kind of weird. The ending was pretty good. Falcon and the Warner Soldier was hit or miss. It was very boring, but it was a nice filler. Um, just kind of an introduction for Sam's Captain America and just kind of see where Bucky goes from here, the Winter Soldier. Um, Loki was a good one to introduce the multiverse. Um, I thought What If was good for what it is. I thought it would be better, but it was good for what it is. Um, and then, obviously, we're on Hawkeye now. And this is kind of the transition in from getting Clinton Barton out of the MCU and kind of retiring him. Because as much as they're set up like comics, they're not going to be fully set up like comics because actors kind of grow. They get older. Um, things happen. Um, things change. So you got to rule through it as much as it is like comics, but you can't have the same character for 10 to 20 years. Maybe 10 years, we'll see. But an example, look at Tom Holland with Spider-Man. He's already at five years. And we might, we might be getting another trilogy from him. And maybe another one after that. But if that's the case, we are extremely lucky as Spider-Man fans and comic book fans 
in general because you don't see a lot of this continuation. It's hard to be have a lot of con- continuity in the comic book world cinema because things don't continue like they do on comic. You get what I'm point- going at here. Longevity is a hard thing to grasp for a single character in an actor's career unless they're more than willing. Not all of them are more than willing. So It's nice to see Clinton Barton get retired and go on to the Kate Bishop as the new Hawkeye in the MCU. And these first three episodes... Apparently the next three, there's only six episodes of the first season. I don't know if they're going to have a second season. Um, They're going to have the Kingpin finally introduced. It'll be the same actor from Netflix's Daredevil, which they're bringing that into the MCU at some point. So, if you're a comic book fan, go watch Hawkeye. Um, Another thing I want to bring up was, and this is something that kind of made me think of the Patriots after their original three rings, and then how the Chiefs did... After Super Bowl 55, of course, you know, I'm always going to bring my favorite team into this. Mike Vrabel was in the latest Man on the Arena episode from Tuesday, episode three. Um, his comments on culture about winning and losing after the Patriots lost to the Steelers in 2004. Remember, they won the Super Bowl in the 2003 season. They were on like a 21-game winning streak, and they lose to the Steelers, I think it was on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I think it was Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football. It was a primetime game. I don't remember which one it was. Um, Patriots were just ran over, lost 34 to 20. And Bill Belichick was kind of hoping for that because you kind of want to see what the culture of your team is like. And it's hard to see what the culture of the team is like when they're constantly winning. And it made me think about the Kansas City Chiefs after the past two years. 2018, 2019 was pretty nice, right? 2020 was awesome because they hardly ever lost. So you didn't see a lot of dysfunction. And this year, when they started three and four, you're like, what is going on? Tyreek Hill's dropping passes. Patrick Mahomes seems distracted. Distracted. Kelsey can't get in a groove. The defense is just garbage. Like, what is going on? And I that made me think of the Chiefs. I didn't really want to dive into that, and I'm not going to, but I thought it was pretty cool, th- like, looking at it that way. You don't really see the culture of your team or yourself when things are going great, but you do see what you're really built like when you when things are going your way. If a team can handle adversity almost perfectly, they're going to handle winning just fine. If you can handle adversity perfectly, you're going to be just fine when times are great. I just kind of, like I saw that. That's all Mike Vrabel said. That's what I took away from it. Um, Kansas State last night, men's basketball. They continue to beat who they should be. They're 4-2 and right now. Like Albany last night, a one-win team. They beat them with a final score of 71-43. to I think they had about 52% percentage of uh, from the three point line, um, but when they face a team, they won't. They pl- they need to play harder, and they can't get down early anymore. And they've got a big matchup this week. This t- days like these, games like these make me wish I was still in Kansas because it's Kansas State versus Wichita State at six o'clock Eastern on Sunday night. I'm just kind of miss that in state rivalry, but I'm definitely going to be watching. Speaking of basketball, how about the Suns versus Warriors? The two best teams in the Western Conference. Warriors, only three losses. Suns, only three losses. Two losses going into this game for the Warriors. Sorry, I spoiled it for you. Now, this is two nights ago. I was wanting to do this last night, but I got caught up in training for my my new job and school and just a bunch of stuff. This is why I'm talking about expectations. I was setting unnecessary expectations. Don't do that. Don't say you're going to show up to work early. 
Don't say you're going to go 20 and 0 when you start 3 and 4, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Kidding. But Suns, my main takeaways from this so Curry was just off, 4 for 21 in field goals. Devin Booker was out. But it's still a great game, and Phoenix continues to dominate. Right now, they're riding a 17 game win streak. The Suns physically and defensively outmatch almost anyone. However, with, without Chris Paul, they're a little discombobulated. There was a time where he was out and the Warriors went on an 8-0 run, or 11-0 run. And same when Curry's out for the Warriors. The Warriors are a little discombobulated. Not as much as the Suns, and they're really not that off, but there's something missing on the floor. You can tell. All right. Into my NFL picks for this week. Starting off with tonight's matchup, Cowboys versus Saints. They've got Amari Cooper back. They're getting key defensive pieces back. I'm going to say Cowboys win 20-10. to 10. Um, If you look up depleted in the dictionary, that would be the Saints right now. Buccaneers versus Falcons. Um, Buccaneers are going to win. I think Falcons will give them more of a game than they did last time. I don't think they'll kind of let it slip away from them like they did. I think Bucks win 33-20. to 20. I think it's pretty close for a bit there, and Bucks kind of steal it with a late touchdown. However, Antonio Brown is suspended for the next three games with the COVID issue. Um, in other words, faking the Vax card. <laughs> I, I, all you can do is laugh. That's, that's not me agreeing or disagreeing. I'm just laughing. Um, Cardinals versus Bears. Um, if I don't hear fire Matt Nagy chants in the stands in Chicago this weekend on my TV... I would be surprised. Cardinals win 35-13. to 13. Bears struggle to do anything. Cardinals struggle to suck. In, any ways, in other words, they will have almost a complete game. Chargers versus Bengals. I actually think this should have been flexed. It was originally supposed to be Seahawks versus 49ers on Sunday Night Football. And the two choices were but Chargers versus Bengals or the Chiefs versus Broncos. I, th- I still think about Chargers versus Bengals, but it's a good early matchup for us fans. I think Bengals win 28-24. to The Chargers can't stop the run defensively. Their pass defense is starting to fall apart. They're starting to rely on Justin Herbert a lot more than they should right now. He's a great quarterback, but he's still young. They don't have a running game. They don't have really have anybody outside of Mike Williams or Keenan Allen to throw to. They're just kind of hanging in there. And I think they hang in this one, but I don't think they win. I think Bengals win 28-24. to Coles versus Texans. Look, you got to use Jonathan Taylor when it counts when it uh, when it matters most, or when you have a game, a game to win, and you're winning big, especially against a team like the Bucks. Luckily, they're facing the Texans, so they're going to win thirty to fourteen. Eagles versus Jets. Jets and the Lions are very similar in my opinion. They're bad teams, but they hang in there for the most part. They've got some key pieces. They've got some stuff to look forward to, but there's something they're just missing. The Jets aren't missing a quarterback. I think they have two on their roster they can roll with. In the future, they've just got a lot more pieces to put around them. But like I said, they've got a few pieces right now. I don't think they win this game because Jalen Hurts has been done pretty well this season with the exception of last week and a couple other games. I think Eagles win 20-12. to But if Jalen Hurts plays bad like he did against the Giants, Jets are going to take it from him all day. And I think they'll take. And I'll, I think the Jets will make better... will capitalize better on the Eagles' mistakes than the Giants did last week. Speaking of the Giants, Giants versus Dolphins. I think Dolphins win 27-9. They're looking hot right now. 
to his plan for his job. That defense is getting back to uh, back to normal like that was last year. Um, they're opportunistic. I like using that a lot in sports. They take advantage of opportunities. Um, the Giants probably gonna be Mike led by Mike Glennon. I know Saquon's back, but that's not gonna be much to go off of. So next up, Vikings versus Lions. Um, I've been kind of hyping up the Lions when, even though I shouldn't, they're winless. I think this game can kind of be close in the first half, but I think the Vikings are going to pull away. They think Vikings win 26 to 10. Jaguars versus Rams. Uh, It'd be hilarious if the Jaguars won, but the Rams, they haven't had a win. Actually, if you look at the month of November, Lions technically had a better record than they did. They were 0-3-1. The Rams were 0-4. I think Rams win 30 to 18. Rams were actually 0 3, but you get my point. Um, I think Rams win 30 to 18. Kind of be kind of be a struggle for a little bit there, but they can pull away because Jacksonville's just not there. They're not there. Washington versus Raiders. This one can go either way. Taylor Heineke's playing a lot better. He's playing like Brett Favre. He said he picked the number four because he was such a big fan of Brett Favre. He plays like Brett Favre. Bit faster than Favre. Um, on the other hand, you got Derek Carr, who, if you're not getting pressure on Derek Carr, you're most likely going to lose. But when you get pressure on Derek Carr, you ha- you know how they say, so goes the line, so goes the team. Well, so goes Derek Carr, so goes the team. The offensive line isn't great, but Derek Carr will play if they can give him just a little bit of time. If not, everything's just so. It combusts quickly. 49ers versus Seahawks. I want to pick the Seahawks in this one. I'm not believing the hype around the 49ers. Like, not the hype. I'm not believing the little win streak right now. But the Seahawks are just not playing good. Russell Wilson is not good right now. Pete Carroll is coaching terribly. 49ers, they're physical at the line. They've got Debo Samuel at running back, which is great. Where did they find Eric Mitchell? I don't know. 49ers win 27-14. to Ravens versus Steelers. Big Ben's playing like he's Tom Brady's age, just not healthy and not on the TB12 method. I think Ravens win 28-17. to There's not much to go off of there at Lamar. Just don't throw four picks. You're going to win. Broncos versus Chiefs. I don't know what to think with this Chiefs team. Chris Jones is back in the middle, healthy. Jerron Reed is not being double teamed. Frank Clark seems to be healthy. So with all that crap I gave Frank Clark the past year and a half, if he was really hurt that whole time, can you stay healthy, please? Because you are almost unstoppable when healthy. I think Chiefs win 34-24, to but the interesting thing is here, Teddy, Brock, Brady, Teddy Bridgewater has outplayed Mahomes all year with the exception of a couple weeks. And I'm not saying outplayed like head-to-head, but like stats uh, statistically speaking. Bridgewater is better than Mahomes this year. And I'm not surprised by it because Bridgewater plays safer. Mahomes has just struggled mightily. Bridgewater's had a couple bad games and he was hurt for a minute there. But I think Broncos hang in there for a bit, but the Chiefs kind of just pull away. Or they get, I actually, sorry, check that. Broncos get a bit of a comeback going, but Chiefs have a lead early on. It doesn't really matter. So they just kind of kick field goals here and there. They get a couple gimmies. They run the clock out because they are running a lot more. Not much, but they're running a lot more. 
Monday Night Football, game of the week, maybe game of the year, Patriots versus Bills. Josh Allen is way too inconsistent. I don't trust that defense, at least the pass rush. I don't trust um, Josh Allen in a big moment like this just yet. Yes, he has won a playoff game. He was in the AFC Championship. You saw what happened. He just broke down. I don't think he breaks down this week. I think he goes shot for shot with Mac Jones. But Mac Jones and that defense and Bill Belichick went out in the end 28-27. to On to my NFL tiers. I've told you I'm not doing power rankings anymore. Super Bowl contenders, I added one team, and I actually think I added two. Um, Cardinals, obviously. Packers, obviously. The only two dominant teams in the NFL. I have the Buccaneers, and then the Chiefs. If the defense is really back, I'm not worried about Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. They'll get together when they want. They'll do whatever when they want. We're Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. They'll be fine. Patriots, it's Bill Belichick. Mac Jones is the best quarterback in the league right now in terms of completion percentage per game and catchable throws. So I'm a little terrified, to be honest. The Bills. Josh Allen's a freak when he's great. The defense, I said the pass rush, but that secondary is awesome. Receiving core. Running running game's a little hit or miss, but they can kind of do what they want if they can... Get consistent. The Cowboys, I know they have a rough patch right now, but when healthy, you saw how they were. And if they can get injured at the right time, you know, getting injured is never right. But injured in the middle of the season, figuring out where you're at is never good. But getting healthy at the right time is big, and they're starting to get healthy again. So they're in contenders. Super Bowl hopefuls, similar to contenders, obviously, but it's more so we're hoping, but we're not actually contenders just yet. Sorry about my dog. Can't help it right now. Bengals. Hopeful. Run game. Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase. T. Higgins. Offensive line is a lot better than I thought, to be honest. Secondary. Ravens. Stay consistent. If you you can't stay consistent, I can't make a contender. But you are hopeful. 49ers. They're physical. They've got a run game. Colts. Again, they're physical. They've got a run game. Sorry about that. I had to go calm down the dog. Anyways, where did I leave off? Colts, Super Bowl hopefuls. You had Raven, Bengals, Ravens, 49ers. There's three similarities between these teams. They're physical. They can run the ball and kind of beat you however they want to at their best. Rams, same thing. They can beat you however you want to at their best. But at their worst, it's pretty ugly. Similar to the Ravens and the Colts. Titans, they are depleted right now. Same with the Saints, as I mentioned earlier. Also, pause real quick on this. I had an issue with the audio I was using at the beginning of the episode. It's a monetization rule, monetization rolling, monetizing rolling, ruling, however you want to say it. So I had to take out that carry on my wayward son at the beginning of the show. So back to the normal audio for now. Anyways. Vikings, unlike the other teams, yes, they run the ball, they are physical, but you haven't really seen anything bad from them this year except maybe one game. They've just had a lot of bad luck. And you can't and you can't be a Super Bowl contender with too much bad luck. Just ask the Chiefs for years. <laughs> or they were just bad. I'm kind of kidding myself there. <laughs> now, playoff contenders, 
I only got four teams. Chargers, Browns, Raiders, Broncos. Look, Chargers are bad right now. I would say they're bad, but the defense is just nowhere to be found right now. Run game is nowhere to be found right now, but they're hanging in there because of Justin Herbert. The Browns, they're hanging in there in spite of their quarterback. Yes, Baker Mayfield's hurt, but you still have to play better and at least consistently and not lose your team the game. You're losing your team the game right now, Baker. It's just how it is. Raiders, it's kind of, it's kind of similar with the Chargers. They're leaning on Derek Carr right now, and it's going just fine. They're 6-5. and five. They're a game out of first place. Broncos, same thing. Um, relying on – actually, Broncos are more of a team relying on a, just a team effort. Defense, Patrick Sustain had a great game. Teddy Bridgewater's playing great. Melvin Gordon's awesome. Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, whole nine yards. They just need to get hot at the right time. Playoff hopefuls, I only got two teams. Uh, Washington. One team, not two teams. Sorry, Washington. I don't know why I said two. I was wondering what I went wrong there. But Washington. Um, Heineke's getting hot at the right time. Defense is not what it needs to be, but it's kind of seems like it's creeping back to the ba- to normal, at least to the basics. Um, this team, these teams, reload. This means there's nothing wrong with the team, but they need to reload. Steelers, Eagles, Giants, Jets and Lions, Panthers, Saints, and I shouldn't say there's nothing wrong with this, nothing wrong with the team. Steelers, they need a, they need a young quarterback. Eagles. They need a reliable receiving threat, a big-bodied receiving threat. Giants, I think they just need a new head coach. Jets, I think they just need a few more pieces around what they've got. Lions, I honestly think they need the quarterback. Panthers, again, I think they need the quarterback. They don't have it. Saints, they just need to stay healthy. (laughs) Bears, they need a new head coach. Falcons, hang in there. Jaguars, hang in there. Seahawks and Texans. Reload, reboot, rehaul. Nothing will help. Seahawks, Pete's probably gone. Russell's probably gone. I know. It sucks. I've been there. I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm sorry. Texans! They're just a joke. Okay, I'm going to end off with this. It's a quote I want to read you guys from chapter 3 of... It's Better to be Feared, the New England Patriots Dynasty and the Pursuit of Greatness, written by Seth Wickersham. I hope I said that right, but if not, oh well. Um, Something I really liked and something that anybody can use to motivate themselves when things aren't going right personally and maybe a career or anything. Anyways, it's something, I won't say who said it, people's career or right now. People's careers come to an end at various times. Some come to an end in sixth grade. Some come to an end after nine years in the... Okay, I'm going to end the show with this. People's careers come to an end at various times. Some come to an end in sixth grade. Some come to an end after nine years in the pros. But they're all going to come to an end. So, the end of an athletic career isn't the end of the world. That was from... It's Better to be Feared. The New England Patriots Dynasty in the Pursuit of Greatness. New book that came out about a month ago... 
written by Seth Wickersham from chapter three or chapter two, sorry, um, about when Tom Brady was getting drafted and they got to about the sixth round. Chargers were up, head coach Tom Brady had a relationship with, and they drafted somebody else up, pick 184, 185. And Tom Sr. said he was going to say that to his son, but his son had gone outside with a bat and a baseball just to kind of, and this is Tom Jr., Tommy boy. And Tom Sr. wanted to say that to him, that quote I just read to you. I saw that. I sent that in a text to some people very close to me. Just kind of use it as motivation for them. So that was something I wanted to share with you guys. I don't know why. I just really like that quote. Something Tom Brady Sr. would have said to Tom Brady Jr. If we never saw the great quarterback we're seeing each and every Sunday. However, I got to say, Tom, please retire soon. I do not want to see you end up like Peyton Manning or Brett Favre in your last year. I might actually cry or laugh for beating the Falcons and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Inscape Sports and Entertainment, episode 41. I'm out. Thank you.